Let me welcome you all to another episode where we are going to talk more about AI. And today we have Julian Joseph from TELUS with us. Julian has vast experience in product management and AI-oriented solutions and carries experience of working with organizations like TELUS, Google, Microsoft, and whatnot. She's also a fellow podcaster. So yes, uh, we are you know, thinking about deep diving on a lot of topics with her. But yeah, welcome, Julian. Thank you for uh, taking your time today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, how are, how are you feeling? I know we have been trying to you know schedule this podcast uh, since a while. But yeah, you know, how are things at your side? How is how is work? How is life? Yeah, it's going good. Um, it's it's getting colder, I guess, in Vancouver. So just recovered from a cold but otherwise work is going on really nice um it is like the last quarter so we are all trying our best to make sure we are covering a lot more than the roadmap <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's 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 amazing to see our team going on full engines you know firing it's it's it's, it's really a fun time to be at work i don't feel it's work like i, yeah. I enjoy doing what i do so it's really nice 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 now good to know that Okay, so uh, you know, Julian, just just in uh, just in context to our conversation today, so uh, more focus on on today's conversation, or I would say the the topic of today's conversation is uh, chaos to clarity, and you know, which means that how you know we can uh, help our listeners or viewers you know uh, in terms of creating effective project roadmap using ai because ai has been you know the big buzz uh, it's talk of the town everyone is talking about ai and i think when when you know something uh, that explosive hits the market it's always uh, you know uh, people are looking for more clarity uh, in terms of how they can leverage you know uh, the the solutions or the platforms which are getting introduced on on everyday basis as as ai being the basic you know technology foundation so so we're going to talk more about that but i think uh, i'll start with uh, with a question which I think uh, you might have been asked before as well. But yeah, I mean, how how do you recommend companies, you know, uh, to kind of effectively manage the complexity or maybe, you know, the unpredictability uh, often associated with AI projects? Because it's, it's it, we are still getting there. It's still, you know, a lot of uh, territory to explore at this point of time, I would say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what are your opinions there? How do you how do you recommend organizations to effectively manage that? Mm. So with AI, the one thing that's constant is definitely uncertainty because the the kind of models that we have available today, um, thankfully, it's not a lot of um, AI anymore. Like you don't have to actually sit and build a model of your own. You can just call an API. So it's more of software engineering and integration. But the mm -hmm. uncertainty still remains. Uh, we still need to be like, even if we were to deploy a full-fledged application, people expect AI to fail at this moment. So it's very nascent. It's still growing. Uh, baby steps uh, are being taken. So when whenever we try to, uh, you know, plan for a product that's going uh, to production that is based on AI, one thing we def like, I would definitely recommend companies and to do is whatever teams are focusing on building this, um, they need to be able to ensure that the communication to 
their leadership is such that okay we have we will be providing these these features or these applications on these areas but there's also uh, the understanding that you have to spread awareness like i personally have like a bi-weekly monthly uh, newsletter that i send to uh, across across the company and i make people aware about what's possible especially with generative ai people think it's magic you know just put your data in and yeah. get all of your answers uh, answered like questions answered but that's not the case like you need to make people aware on what ai can actually do and what it mm-hmm. can't internally as well as externally so that we don't go and overpromise on things mm-hmm. there is a lot of times that we 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 go it and see some things working somewhere and we're like oh let's just get that in but then with once you get those models in there is a lot of glue work that happens you have to sit and integrate a bunch of apis that may or may not work for your data maybe yeah. the quality of the data that you have internally needs to be in a much better way because llms don't usually work well without like if you have a question and answer format great it's going to get answer all, all of your questions but if it's a, a huge bunch of images and graphs and without any metadata collection uh, done on it properly there's going to be a lot of work required to actually go and ship it to production so right. um, like pace your your development in a in a way that you are expecting uh, alpha releases and then beta releases but it does not mean that you need to shy away from launching like sh- we we our team believes in ship to learn like you know we just ship it and then we like if we get the feedback that's when we change mm-hmm. so there are a lot of times when we were uh, when we had we didn't have accessibility set in so people actually gave us feedback so then we added our alt text and or uh, we did not have um, citations properly where did the answer come from and we added those citations so it's a it's a it's a lot of user feedback uh, product thinking has to be put into place because even though it's ai it's still a product you know you still have right. your customers internally and externally that are going going to be using it and start in a in a phased manner like i always believe in that milestone approach phase 1 you're going to release these set of things get the feedback for that and then in an iterative way we can change uh what can be released next so yeah. um for example image generation like I, i can go on about this like image generation not everybody expects it to give you the best photogenic like you know photorealistic uh mm-hmm. image especially with dali 2 dali 3 is amazing but uh that has to be an, an awareness that has to be spread all throughout the the company that you know it's not just us everybody else is also failing at it of course of course have, uh, you know uh, images that are built with the heads turned backwards that's come from mid journey or stable fusion and there are all kinds of models out there that are failing so it's not just us so i just recently like last week i released a video that says uh, oops it's not just us we are all we are all in the same platform we're pretty much world class when it comes to image generation mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> No I agree and you know that that kind of uh, uh, brings me to to another topic I mean which you just rightly mentioned I mean people believe that AI is just going to create magic and you know it's um, uh, and and we know because we are a service oriented organization we 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 get into interactions with clients where you know they are they're expecting hey you know with AI uh, you know just just with a snap of fingers can i get a, can i get a whole predictive analysis out of you know uh, out in front of me and i can predict what is going to happen 2 3 years down the line and and you know when we are like hey you know what it it takes time you need to 
you need to start implementing and you know go with a phased approach see what what you know your your data is going to turn out like let let your model learn things eventually and then you know you can see that okay it is becoming more and more accurate and you know somewhere i feel that uh, because of uh, you know so much of ai around us all of a sudden uh, organizations are uh, having unrealistic expectations especially you know when it comes to clients who who are you know dealing with service oriented organizations like ours right you you have expectations that okay some somewhere a magic is going to happen and you know i mean and if you're not able to kind of promise that then you know i mean oh you're not the right shop mm. so so what what do you think about that i mean when you're saying that okay you know we need to set the expectations right so how exactly are you doing it for your clients or maybe you know inside the organizations with with the right stakeholders who who are working with you so how how do you how do you think about setting those expectations sure i i completely understand and feel the pain uh, it's it's not uh, that you know everything can be analyzed when i say documents can be analyzed uh, currently there is is your document intelligence that can that has a bunch of models like read model and there is a vision models and uh, that can actually extract text from images receipts mm-hmm. or or chat documents and so on but it can't really do anything with Im, uh, with a, like if you were to just say uh, take a picture of a game and you know like describe this to me or a comic it can't describe that it can't actually read images you know it can read text out of your games you know it can figure out what your score was maybe if there is a yeah, score yeah. for mario game but uh, there are certain uh, limitations to each of these available models mm-hmm. as well and especially like i face this question again and again about can it do data analysis for me i'll give you my spreadsheet uh it will appear to do so but you have to use your discretion to understand that it was just making things up it yeah. might look like it actually analyzed it but it mm-hmm. it's a pleaser uh like everything about generative ai is it is a people pleasing uh model yeah. like it's so psychophantic that it would come up with things that um make you feel that oh you got a great answer but it's not the answer that you were looking for yeah. so um, data analysis is something that has to be done programmatically like you will have to have different functions to call python or math calculation or other uh, programs would have to run for you to actually make sense out of that and get you the actual answer you're looking for it can't happen from a text generation model like please understand what llms can do they are the next word predictors they are not math calculators or or yeah. program writers you know there is a different model called codex that openai released for code generation and yeah. then also it would it would create boilerplate code where you will have to actually fix it and then run it you know it's not like things people expect like oh ai is making your code but uh, you got to run that do my in- job do my job yeah. <laughs> no right so it doesn't work like that so even even if uh, when you see tw- tweets like okay chatgpt4 vision is working so great that i can just draw it on my napkin and then uh, bring up uh, an entire website or a calculator app but yeah. uh, the thing that people don't talk about is getting that to production still requires a lot of glue work like i'm going back to my first uh, thing that i mentioned it is it has to go and plug itself inside an existing live uh, production application that takes a lot of work and yeah. nobody's doing that work for you like even the models might generate things but that's just boilerplate that's a template a starter kit 
you know it's, right. it will do the first draft it'll get you off your writer's blog it'll get you off the procrastination hill or any of those those scenarios where you feel like oh i don't feel like doing this because it's just boring to start again how many times do i build a query builder it will do the initial time you know initial set of coding for you or the data mm-hmm. analysis for you but you still have to use your business logic your discretion to understand oh this is just made up stuff versus uh this is actually the answer you're looking for so hallucinations um with respect to data that is coming out as a, as an answer i think the clients that you you uh, are going to work with have to be again this is all going back to awareness mm-hmm. about what can a test text generation model do versus what can a code generation model do and even then you still need pipelines for data ingestion for running that in a sandbox environment or in a uh, live environment and then creating like awareness goes on to like what level of information do you give to each and every certain uh, client like maybe the client is so i as a developer advocate before i, I always say that there are three types of audiences like type a they might just want overview like you know just the the very senior leadership they might just like okay this is working as it is can can it be launched will it get us money but there are type b people who would focus a little bit more deep dive and type c would go and ask okay what is the cosine similarity of this particular vector res- vector mm-hmm. result that came up from yeah. your vector db so you would have to deep dive into each and what is the level of information that each of your clients need and how much can they actually digest from their end as well and and Pro- progressively like progressively disclosure progressive disclosure that's a term and then in, inform them as much as they can take in you know yeah yeah no absolutely i agree so and and also i think uh, you know with genai like you rightly pointed right chat gpt and you know how chat gpt came like a storm in in you know in the overall global market and suddenly everyone is aware about the term called genai right everyone is talking about gen ai and you know uh, you're meeting customers you're meeting prospects and they're like hey i want to implement gen ai can you draft me a roadmap and i sometimes feel that you know it's it's important to educate people that okay gen ai is just another platform or it's it's just another tool which you can use but gen ai is not the end of world or ai right i mean uh, maybe genai or some models of genai might not even fit inside your organization or your business model i mean you have other areas of ai to explore right so so i mean honestly uh, me as an executive uh, uh, of an organization uh, and service oriented organization uh, you know i face this challenge a lot and uh, you know this this was again one of my one of my topics with you today uh, do you do you see the same kind of uh, thing with with you know uh, customers or prospects or individuals you interact with that you know everyone wants to do gen ai but they do not understand that you know ai is broader than that and then how how do you how do you kind of kind of convince them that okay you know i mean hey listen sit down let let me explain you other areas of ai too and how how do they make a wise conscious call that what works for them in the overall scheme of things with ai absolutely i have i've definitely had all of those conversations and uh, it sometimes it's it's more like less of product management and more of consulting for different teams where like oh we also want to include gen ai in our roadmap because 
now our KPIs are like uh, add include AI and ML. Uh, so let's just include LLMs. And uh, often the conversation is like taking a step back and, and sitting with them and in a meeting and understanding, okay, what is your business unit all about? What is your um, usual set of work? You know, just explain what is the kind of work that you do. Mm. And from that, tell me what is your most boring work that you feel you don't want to do? And then when they talk about those, you know, menial drudgery kind of work, it's like, give that to AI. But the mm. rest of it, you still got to do. You know, the rest <laughs> of it, you got to find out different. Well, that, maybe That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when that, when I break it down in, in that format, they're like, oh, yeah, I don't like doing the formatting from uh, PDF to Markdown. Or I don't like creating tables of comparison from these kind of surveys or categorization of survey responses. People write essays. I don't want to spend me and my team of six don't want to go through all of those. I'm like, give yeah. that to AI. That is what AI is great at. You know, whatever is menial, whatever is boring for you, ship it off there. Yeah. And the rest of your time that you get from that, focus on uh understanding what a data science project would actually look like maybe you need to do some set of data uh collection in the first place then you want to find out what model works for that mm. do you want categorization prediction the basics the basics of what aiml has been going around for the past at least five years and everybody has been uh profiting from that kind of a model understanding how they can improve include behavioral science and data science and all of those good things right when Gen AI came and hit the world at, you know, November, yeah. I, I completely understand, like, one million users in five days, everybody wants a chat GPT. But uh, the question is, like, take a step back. What does your team actually do? Do yeah. not forget your, your original set of work still needs to be done. But we can definitely try to ship off some things, you know, add a little bit more fun to your day-to-day -day life by making a, a GPT model do it for you. But yeah. what? You need to break it down, yeah. Um, and 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 I feel and and I feel that this conversation keeps coming up, and the more we we try to explain uh, via uh, fun elements. Uh, so my the newsletter I was talking about is is, a, is all of comics and some gifs, and it's a it's 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 a newsletter that nobody in in this company might have ever uh, thought of. Oh, this is how you talk about it because it had to be made fun. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot of jargon. So of what is RHLF? I can I can talk like that, but those jargons just go way overhead, yeah, you know. Yeah. It is still AI. It is still RNN. It, what is the T of the transformer? Like, what did it actually do? So I try to find these fun visualizations. If you have seen the Financial Time, has a beautiful visualization of yeah. the next word predictor. So those kind of fun elements actually help people understand. Oh, this is what they mean. They can't really do this. I still got to do my work. Right, right, and and I think uh, you know this also answers a, a very basic question, which which is always there: Is AI going to replace human efforts? It's is is are we are our jobs in danger? And you know, yeah, and and this is what you know. I think I have always been saying that it's going to take some load off your head, but it's not going to take you know everything away from you because. You still have to run things. It 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 will not. It will never be like okay. You know things are running on their own because if they start happening that ways, then it is it is dangerous. And I I, I don't know. I mean I sometimes have those visions because, you know I mean 
at one point end of time, I don't know. I mean, when I was a child, I used to watch all these movies, Transformers, Terminators, and everything. And now, when I see, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're following, but LA has launched recently. You know, some of robots who are roaming around the road doing Uber deliveries, and you know, there are there are cabs which are running on their own. I think yeah. we are we are moving to that time which we used to, you know, kind of fantasize when when we were kids right i mean those were like unrealistic things but you know those are fiction for us but now we see them turning to reality so sure. yeah yeah and and you know what what's your take there i mean do you do you feel some apprehensions around seeing things like that or do you feel that you know this is this is going in the right direction and i think human effort will always be involved what's what's your take there absolutely so uh two parts to your question on whether ai will take jobs it will replace jobs that you don't anyways want to do yeah. and it will create jobs that did not do not exist today but will exist tomorrow and i am a firm believer in that like anybody who remains flexible enough to learn new things i mean come on you remember the time when there was no cloud and everybody did not even yeah. understand it other than on prem but today we have cloud architects and cloud yes. sres and we cannot live without them right yeah. so people who are like maybe 20 years ago who did not understand the kind of jobs that we have today will not understand today we cannot foresee what 20 years later would you know what yeah. the next generation or what we ourselves would be working on exactly so the only thing that ai is going to take away is the the kind of work that you don't want to do anyways today mm. uh, things like okay i'm not that great at colors i do not like i can do a, a sketch of maybe black and white i can i can sketch it out but the moment i start adding colors they, it goes bad like yeah. i don't know yeah. what to choose so those are the things that will help me out with like it it'll, it'll print out things that i i'm not that great at or it will help me out with things uh, so currently that is a stage but it, it will progress like when you mentioned waymo or ways and those self driving cars I am so happy. Yes, I don't have to pass different driving tests at different countries like okay, I did that in in India now I have to do that in Vancouver like if I go tomorrow to any other country I have to go and clear driving test on those areas. Why? I don't want to do that. I'm waiting for the day when you will have a self-driving fleet just at the yeah. click of a button. That is boring work and I I know that yeah. machines would be deployed only when they are 10 times more safe than a human driving a car. Why not? Because I I I'm dreaming of the of the day when all of all of the things that we have seen in in, in movies especially Jarvis like we have yeah. like if you are able to reach a point where we can replicate Jarvis that we saw in movies oh god what a day to be alive like yes. I'm excited and waiting to get that get to that reality I cannot wait more <laughs> Yeah 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 though on a lighter note have you seen that movie Megan No. It's it's on Amazon Prime so it's 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 like M3GAM and uh, it's a it's a horror sci-fi on AI doll. <laughs> and I, I I just watched that movie just because it had AI connection to it and mm-hmm. I was like hey let's let's check this uh, let's check this out. And okay. you know to my surprise it was a good movie I'll not be a spoiler here but yeah I mean uh, it's it's something which which brings out the negative context out there. Uh but yeah I mean an old concept but tied up with ai now so okay. so yeah i think a must watch but anyways coming back to the topic so um, i think uh, yes i mean those those are certain key areas uh, which which everyone should know and of course you know uh, to your point when uh, 
you know, AI is going to say, let's take example of a picture editing, right? I mean, it's it's got to play with the colors and everything. But I believe every model is going to take time with that because it is not going to by default know what I want. There will be a couple of, you know, uh, iterations to it that what what path likes maybe, right? I mean, I'm saying that, hey, turn this to black and white, right? And I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe I won't like that black and white. Have you tried custom uh, instructions? I did. I did. And but yeah, I mean, it's it's more about individual preference. It does a lot of work, of course. It automates a lot of things. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe every individual is different, right? I mean, my black and white is in my head, right? I mean, yeah. the way I want it to look. So I still have to have some efforts to it. It will do seventy percent of the work. But 30% will still fall in my hands, whatever I want as per my vision or as per, you know, my requirement. Right. So, so yeah, I think that that particular piece will always be there. It's, it's, it can never be taken away because yeah. we have our imagination, right? I mean, the system is going to respond as per what we teach it to be, but it, it's, it's hard to say that it'll imagine things on its own at one point of time. So it gets creative, especially with uh, the temperature. If you if you like yeah. really to the end, like two or or, or two point five, I don't. I'm not sure how what's the last range that's allowed in GPT right now. But it can get weird. Uh, the the more you the crazier the yeah. model gets, random more yeah. random it will generate. And I think the years of under, uh, you know when you call it the gut feeling, like okay, a hand should be here and a, or a head should be here, yeah. like yeah. You know, like stable diffusion brought up a bunch of those, you know, two heads and glasses. <laughs> or else. Like, yeah. so what we know is like, especially that comes with when, when supposing I, I'm learning how to speak uh, a different language. When I speak, when I when I switch from Hindi to English or Malayalam to English, like I know what feels right because I've been doing it for years. Now, an AI model being able to understand what is right. It'll take 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 time. Definitely, it'll take time. And and I completely agree with the fact that maybe seventy percent of your work is given away. But what you can what you bring to the table is very unique. And maybe what what Parth brings to the table is very different from what Julian brings to the table. Like they're yeah. individual, uh, like that individuality and our our experiences, the lived experiences that we've had, the different kinds of bias we bring to the table. All of it everything is going to impact and influence and change the way a model would function. And it can never uh, come up, like it can definitely imagine, but it'll be a lot of things that we might not find appeasing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 agreed, agreed. So uh, when implementing, maybe, you know, let's let's say that, okay, an organization or maybe let's, let's say TELUS has a vision of what they want to do internally, right? Mm -hmm. So so what are the common challenges which you see i mean which which you are like hey you know these challenges always occur in every ai project no matter whatever we take these are these are supposed to come and these can be like by default in our playbook that you know we need to have these addressed in the beginning of the project itself i mean maybe mm -hmm. it can be termed as an outline or mm -hmm. or maybe your go-to steps for implementing everything right i mean what 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 do you see i mean are there any such challenges which can be termed as generic challenges when you talk about implementing ai products and and how do you how do you see them overcoming mm -hmm. so um, the team that i'm working for is uh, called platform engineering and it's it's uh, most of the products that we internally build uh, are used for the developers and the product managers and other team members within us but our team mm -hmm. itself is so big that 
there are more than 100,000 customers immediately as soon as I ship a model, ship mm -hmm. a product. Um, so what the one of the biggest challenges I feel is always the scaling side of things. So every time you try to grow a product, like say from uh, 100 users to 3,000 users to 100,000 users, the more uh, different kinds of users come into play, the more uh, edge cases and scenarios you will see like, yeah. oh, we never covered for that. Or yeah. we never thought we'll have a, a scenario like that. So scaling AI initiatives, I think it is always a, a challenge for any company or any right. any model that you build for, because uh, it might be sampling bias or it might be the fact that uh, we just never thought of that. You know, mm -hmm. so allocating time to, to do innovations and allocating time to maintain and sustain or or scale that the existing set of uh, offer offerings that you have to be able to serve hundred thousand people, that balance definitely has to be there. You need to be able to um, uh, set aside sixty uh, percent of your time, or it depends. Like it depends from company to company, sixty percent of your time to product innovation, or twenty percent to running your businesses, like maintaining and making sure it's it's user friendly, color brand friendly, like all of those different cases that you have yeah. to make sure that it's up and running for different kinds of audiences. Mm -hmm. And um, the other challenge is definitely like uh, you. So the 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 products that we build uh, within uh, the PEX, like a platform engineering team is also the common engine for other uh, products to, to build for businesses, right? And what happens here in, in those cases is that often the data scientists, they, they, they work with individual use cases. And uh, when you try to work on special specific use cases, like say it's, it's a very, uh, very, you know, it, nobody other than that team would use that particular product. So when you are making a very crucial and a small specific set of product, you will have to have that pragmatic mindset, you know, between engineering and can it be reused for another application, like a product development, like a long-term thinking. Right. So often we have the we have to have a you know we have to have those conversations with our data scientists, like you know, uh, okay, this is going to work for that particular team, but what about the rest of the people? You know, can you find some reusable uh, element in that so that we can yeah. actually back to the platform and then make sure that it can actually help us in any of those scaling AI initiatives. So it's that is one thing that I've uh, you know also also seen uh, uh, multiple times throughout the week we come we come up uh, thinking about those those areas. Mm. Uh, another challenge would be evaluation. Like I think amongst all of those different ideas that come up on what should be done, what should be taken up as your next biggest next big thing, yeah. uh, I feel we uh, like different uh, stakeholders and different teams need to come together and, and build a criteria on what can be the next thing that we can work on. Uh, like that generation of that idea is is okay. Like everybody has different kinds of ideas, but can you actually work on them? And uh, will that be a good use of your time? Uh, that evaluation is pretty crucial. So, and based on that only you can prioritize, okay, which of these areas needs the most focus of the data scientists, <coughs> of the engineers, of the software engineers and so on. But this is from my experience, but obviously there'll be more. <laughs> No, of course, and and I think I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, uh, because I believe you know whenever we have uh, been dealing with our clients uh, in terms of our products and projects, uh, it's more like you know uh, in the beginning of things only. You know, we we try to architect in that way that scalability is not a concern because uh, when sometimes we have we have got clients who have got their you know 
uh, I wouldn't even say fingers burnt, but you know, the actual hands and bodies burnt, you know, when they when they come to us and they're like, hey, you know, this is where my product is at this point of time. I have spent a couple of million dollars already. And this is not this is not working up because now I need I have a big scalability concern. And you know, it, it doesn't work because it's I think it's not just about uh implementing or coding the solution it is also uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, you know factor involved how you know the overall cloud structure has been formed for that particular solution because uh, you know from the from the uh, from the cloud standpoint or to be precise from the devops standpoint it's very important that you know we we configure or maybe we we have those uh, pre calculations done before we get into you know actual implementations and with ai again it's such a unknown territory and you know with with new uh, new initiatives and new developments always happening every other day and with new releases there is always something new which is coming up and the solution needs to be framed accordingly that it's it's more open to accept all those changes as they progress along because they will keep on coming right mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I think that's that scalability is definitely a concern for sure. And the second part is, I you know, I think you rightly said everyone needs to or should go through a consulting before getting into implementations, because uh, I've seen this. You know, sometimes uh, uh, organizations they they, do, they skip that part because they're like, hey, we know what we are supposed to do, right? I mean, it's it's fine. We, uh, just just go ahead and implement it. Right. And that particular consulting phase is important. It's 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 because you are taking advices from the SMEs for that particular thing, unless you don't have an internal SME. Uh, so I believe that's where, you know, it's important to partner with the right organizations or, uh, you know, or talent, I would say, or have that in-house talent so that you, you are progressing things, not just implementing things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah yeah okay so uh all right i think uh you know uh we can we can go as long as possible for on this topic for sure but i think my my last question here before we conclude this podcast is that you know uh in terms of strategies uh you know wh what strategies can companies use to ensure uh data quality availability and maybe you know security is again one one important factor which organizations uh have questions about with with ai because you know there are there are questions with respect to security algos which are running there how much data is is supposed to be there and you know how are how is that data being acquired even those questions have come up on chat gpt as well right so so how do you how do you think about all these uh aspects which which i think are important components when it comes to formulating any ai solution I, I think, uh, yeah, I do remember reading those uh, articles when initially, I think it was Samsung or Apple, uh, they just banned their employees from producing yeah. any yeah. AI <laughs> GPT models. Yeah, I completely remember that. But uh, it's it's actually fortunate that um, we have been able to use it so much because of the way we were able to uh, build it in-house. And I completely agree with the fact that if you have subject matter experts or people who are just willing to figure things out and, and, and work on, uh, incorporating AI into their uh, uh, into their existing platforms, I mm -hmm. think that, that creates that uh, facilitates basically everybody to be able to use it safely. Um, and once I think you have that uh, in-house uh, uh, playground that is very safe for you to use it, it's it's 
super cool because then people can actually use it on a daily basis now uh, without the ability to build it some build something like this all by yourself um the the area of security is like very vast because uh, you need to have a privacy layer you need to be able to create a vault that is going to uh, mask all of the pii all of the uh, critical like if it's a healthcare information especially there's there's just way too many yeah. things that you need to mask before you send it to the model so um making sure that uh, if you remember the the original data science uh, pipeline it always begins with data ingestion then comes data transformation then comes yeah, you will have to evaluate what you have in terms of eda and then comes the model building so yeah. and then the model evaluation model monitoring and so on all the way to data visualization of the results so this initial set of things the data uh, collection and and transformation and making sure that it's in the right format in that area is where you look for absolute quality and and making sure that you uh, have those those apis in place i think there are um, there was one uh, company that I'd, i'd come across was private ai which kind mm-hmm. of promised to uh, mask the the kind of da- the data that you want to mask before you send it to the models or you could have your own in-house uh, set of models that you can use to do that for you i think there are a lot of companies offering it for you but knowing that you need to do that step is the first step step like you know you can't just uh, trust the model or to not do anything wrong with your data unless it's it's a it's a very intact nda and i think there'll be a lot of msas and ndas that you'll have to sign with different uh, providers of these apis themselves so uh, i i think understanding the uh, how serious it is and the kind of data that you put in is is super important because data in like garbage in garbage out like same similarly like mm-hmm. good data in gives you good results so you cannot not give it context because the way llms work is is based on the instructions that you give based on the context that you give so you cannot hide everything and then expect it to answer every uh, answer yeah. any question so you need to expose uh, and build that knowledge base but the kind of data that goes into that knowledge base has to definitely be verified so um, try to have uh, in place everything that you can for monitoring data quality dashboards central dashboards have that source of truth for the organization and make sure that all of your metrics are aligned like okay it is match- mapping up to all of the uh, metrics that we wanted it to and make make it accessible like have rbac set in place like role based access control for who's allowed to see what when and where and how much you know if it's set set those ttls in place like maybe it's like okay 24 hours no 4 hours is enough okay mm. after that just clear it off like have those uh, automations in place uh, data engineering is super important in these place uh, scenarios i think uh, instead of thinking about these things later on after things fail it's very important to think about it before you begin yes. you know before you set in and that's where i think you clearly mentioned like sit and plan for what you want to do and how much of your data is going to be exposed to these models and and plan it out in in a nice fashion before you scale and and promise you know i one thing i hate with ai is overselling and overpromising yeah. what, what it can do um, all of these are very important steps and we cannot just ignore and say that oh we just call an api and it's done it's not it's so not like yes yes work into that yes i agree yes of course and i think on that note uh, you know uh, i would uh, call it a day for this podcast you know 
thank you, Julian, for you know all the insights. I think this have been really helpful to our uh, listeners and our viewers. And of course, you know, if you have any questions, please feel free to connect to me, Julian, or any expert on AI who can help you there. You know, I think it's always important to speak to a subject matter expert before you implement anything inside or outside your organization. So yeah, thank you so much, Julian. Thank you for for being such a lovely guest. Uh, you know, it was great interacting with you. And of course, you know, we look forward towards more conversations around AI. I think we both can go on and on about it. But yeah. <laughs> it sure looks like it. But just feel free to experiment. Uh, whoever's on the consumer side of things, I would always suggest ship and learn. Just, just work on things and then understand if it's breaking. Use LangChain and or use OpenAI and, and all of these APIs that are available. It's become so easy that AI is for everyone. Like if I want to leave with yes. a message, like you don't need to be a math expert or a PhD to actually use AI now. Thank you to all of those researchers who have worked on these papers. Yeah. It available. So AI is for everyone. Like do not feel that you have to be on a traditional pathway to reach here. So Absolutely. that's it. We can end it on. <laughs> absolutely thank you so much and i think i'll see you guys in my next episode till then please stay safe take care thank you